Guys, my name is Josh and I'm an alcoholic. I thought that maybe you guys had some tricks you could teach me or, or so I could control it because alcohol was my best friend. I loved alcohol. I couldn't imagine, you know, not having alcohol in my life. Just today, we're staying sober today. We're gonna stay sober tomorrow, you know, just, just a 24 hour basis. That's how I go, that's how I got two and a half years. I consider myself recovered, but I can get unrecovered very quickly. If I'm not reaching out to others, if I'm not helping out other people, doing the work, prayer, meditation, feed yourself a little bit more AA, you know, you, what's the harm gonna be? Man, life can, uh, <laughs> life can get really good really quick. Welcome to the Daily Reflection Podcast with your hosts, Michael L. and Lee M. On this podcast, we try to bring some inspiration through interviews with members of the recovery community. We are not aligned with any 12-step or recovery programs, but you will hear them mentioned throughout the course of an interview. On today's show, Josh B. from Fairfax, Virginia. Before we get to the show, again, I'd like to ask you to give us a rating, uh, leave a comment, let us know what you think of the show. It's going to help us to continually improve and expand our reach. If you're not in our Facebook group and you're on Facebook, maybe check it out. It's at facebook.com slash groups slash daily reflection podcast. Hope to see you there. And we hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning, Lee. How are you? Good morning, Mike. I am doing great. How are you this morning? I'm great as well. Another uh, another fantastic episode of the Daily Reflection Podcast. Who's in the studio today? So today is March 23rd, and uh, super excited to have Josh in with us. And he is from Fairfax, Virginia. And he's here to talk to us about And No More Reservations. Fantastic. Well, Josh, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate having me on, and I really love what you're doing here. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's good to have you on. Well, uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience, let folks know who you are, what your sobriety date is, and uh, we'll, we'll kick it off from there. Guys, my name is Josh, and I'm an alcoholic. Um, I've been sober since August 6, 2018, so about two and a half years here. And, uh, you know, it's been a, a really interesting journey. It's been a lot of a lot of fun, but uh, you know, I love to share the message, and 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 for me, that's the most important thing is, is to send out send out the love and and see if that hopefully someone on the other end who who may be suffering can can get some uh, can get some hope from it. So I'm really excited to be here. Well, fantastic. That's that's what this is all about. So, Josh, we get started in the same way every day. If you could start by reading the daily reflection for March 23rd. All right, March 23rd, and no more reservations. We have seen the truth again and again, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. If we are planning to stop drinking, there must be no reservation of any kind, nor any lurking notion that someday we will be immune to alcohol. To be gravely affected, one does not necessarily have to drink a long time, nor take the quantities some of us have. This is particularly true of women. Potential female alcoholics often turn into the real thing and are gone beyond recall in a few years. Alcoholics Anonymous, page 33. These words are underlined in my book. They are true for men and women alcoholics. On many occasions, I've turned to this page and reflected on this passage. I need never fool myself by recalling my sometimes differing drinking patterns or by believing I am cured. I like to think that if sobriety is God's gift to me, then my sober life is my gift to God. I hope God is as happy with his gift as I am with mine. That's beautiful. 
So, um, Josh, what do you, did you have reservations about your alcoholism when you first got into AA? Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. You know, it's a, it's a progressive disease and my brand of alcoholism that, that I have progressed very slowly. There was a lot of times when, you know, I was in college and, and drinking was quite doable. It wasn't always, you know, catastrophe. There was plenty of times, you know, got a girlfriend, you're in college, you're playing beer pong, everything was okay. But as I grew older, the disease progressed more and more. And I always wanted to use AA for something else. Like I just wanted help, but but I wanted to, you know, get jobs there. I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to make more money. I wanted to to have people in recovery just just help me. And I didn't really address the fact that like this disease, you know, is fatal and it just gets worse and worse. And I had so many reservations. I've been in Alcoholics Anonymous three separate times, you know, 2012, I first came in and I got sober in 2018. So there's plenty of reservations there. And, uh, I didn't want to give up my will up. I didn't want to let anyone really in. And, and there was a lot of fear. And, and finally, uh, I got to a point where I said, like, you know, this is it. Um, I, I hate to talk about it so early on, but, you know, I just got to a place where I w- was suicidal. You know, I own a firearm and the drinking got so bad that I, I was just thinking about ending it. I was thinking about ending my life. And that's hard to say because I have a wonderful family, great sibling, just was brought up by like the best people. They're successful. They're just just good, honest people. And I would never want to throw that out there. But I was so frustrated from just lying to myself over and over, like tomorrow, you're not going to drink tomorrow, you're not going to drink. And then every day, you know, I find myself with a six pack in my car. And, and I know that's not the first six pack, there's going to be more. And it just got to be so frustrating that I realized like, there's never going to be a good time for this. I need to do this before I die. And, and and that's what it took. It took this disease took me to a place where, you know, I'm, I'm contemplating like, oh, I wonder, you know, if my parents are going to have to pay back my loans if, if I if I kill myself, like, uh, that's, that's the type of thinking where I was just like, dude, you need to make a change. You need to get some help. This is too much. You can't be thinking like this. This is too much. And, and, and fortunately, I, I got in here in time and, and, and just everything changed. Yeah. And it's such an important message, Josh, that, that uh, it needs to be said. I mean, there are many people out there that you know, are in, in the same position. So I got sober the first time with any anything meaningful, any any meaningful number of days in 2012 as well. And I know that I held a reservation. I, I thought that I was just getting sober so that I could learn how to drink like a responsible adult. And tell me a little bit about that reservation that you had during the first attempts at getting sober. I think that this disease, you know, it, it hadn't reached a point where I was in enough pain to be willing to make, make the changes. And, and I always ho- held on to this, like, I'll do it for three months. We'll get some stuff in order. And, and then maybe I can go back. You know, there was a time when I was sitting at an AA meeting. Like, I, I actually thought that, that you didn't have to be abstinent. I thought that maybe you guys had some tricks you could teach me or, or so I could control it. Because alcohol was my best friend. 
Like I loved alcohol, beer, liquor, whatever. It's like the, I couldn't imagine, you know, not, not having alcohol in my life. So like I was so delusional. I, I, I it was in an AA meeting and it hit me like, oh, I have to never drink again. And just <laughs> the terror <laughs> sitting in that chair. I was like, I have to never drink again. And, and, you know, somebody said like, no, 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 just, just, just don't drink today. And that's, that's kind of my trump card here is with everything with these reservations and, and all of it, it's all, it's all in the mind, but like, I live on a 24 hour program. I live on a 24 hour basis, you know, I'm doing this podcast and then, you know, call someone up or go to a meeting, grab some food at Harris Teeter. Like I'm not worried about three months from now. It's a 24 hour basis for me. And that's what makes this whole thing doable is yes, I've made the commitment. I have friends and family and loved ones in in this program and they know who I am and they know I have a problem with alcohol and they know I'm here for them, but I'm still just like, just today, we're staying sober today. We're going to stay sober tomorrow, you know, just, just a 24 hour basis. That's how I go. That's how I got two and a half years. Just one good day after another, one good day after another, and just getting a little bit better every day. And, and that's just, that's just how my brain works. You know, for me, I don't know about anybody else, but my brain works on really well in that 24 hour cycle. I love that. I love, I can relate to so much that you're saying, Josh. And, you know, you talked about the progressive nature of alcoholism. Do you believe that your disease is getting worse? As you continue to work on your recovery, what are your thoughts on on how that works? I consider myself a recovered alcoholic because I have a sponsor and I've worked the steps and, and I had a spiritual experience and the obsession to drink lifted. I consider myself recovered, but I can get unrecovered very quickly. You know, if I'm not reaching out to others, if I'm not uh, helping out other people doing the work, prayer, meditation, aligning myself with how my higher, how I think my higher power wants me to live. Like, yeah, I can get resentful and, and, and angry and I don't want to be there. Like, I know that's a dangerous place for me to be. So I have recovered from this disease, but I get to stay recovered by continually working on my spiritual fitness every day. And, and, you know, sometimes I don't always want to do it. <laughs> you know, I don't always want to call the newcomer. I don't always want to go to the meeting. But I have a balance within me where I know what I need to do on a daily basis for me to be happy and for me to also be giving this gift away to other people. And that's the whole reason I'm talking to you guys is just like, let's, let's show somebody out there like this is possible. You can go from really, really bad off, really, really hurting, really, really depressed to just living a, a really awesome life. And it can be quickly. It doesn't have to take year after year after year. That's my experience. So tell me about that daily reprieve and, and what does your daily practice look like? How do you keep this thing going? I wake up every day, do a little meditation in bed, a little app that I have, get off my bed and I go over to my couch and I hit my knees and I pray. And maybe it's 60 seconds, maybe it's two minutes, um, I say a prayer and, you know, I just go about my day and I, I try to be helpful to others. I try to reach out. I'm not perfect. I'm not a saint. I try to call up a few people every day. I try to go to three or four meetings per week. Uh, I try to read the literature and I try to get outside of self every day. 
and I do what I got to do and I have a good day and I come back to this apartment and right before I go to sleep, I hit my knees again and I thank my higher power, who I'll call God, just makes it easier. I, I thank that God for, for keeping me sober that day and just asked him to help me stay sober tomorrow and I just rinse and repeat, <laughs> rinse and repeat. And so far, it's, 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 it's been amazing. I love that. So I'm just curious, what's the app that you use for your morning meditation? I'm a crazy person. So like, I will tell you, uh, I, I do guided meditations. So like the, I, I'll do like a Ram Dass 10 minute guided meditation. I'll do like a Sam Harris. I just go on the YouTube app and just kind of mess around with it. But I also do uh, this Wim Hof stuff, which is like breathing, <laughs> it's like deep inhale and like exhale a little bit. You do breath holds and it's just, it's crazy, but I love it. it and it, it, the breathing allows me to just focus on the moment and just try to push thoughts out of my head and just focus on just being, you know, just being. And it, it's, you can go down a whole rabbit hole with the Wim Hof stuff. I'm not saying I wouldn't recommend that to someone who's like newly sober, <laughs> like, but I'm saying like that, I just love it. You know, it's cold showers and, and, and breathing. I'm like, I've been super into breathing for like six or seven months, but it's just, it's just fun for me and, and I enjoy it. And, and, uh, it allows me to shut my brain off and, and let, let God in every day. I love that. And I don't think it sounds crazy at all. Like, you know, everybody needs to find, you know, what works for them. And that's the beauty of, of the program of Alcoholics Anonymous is it is like, you know, roomy and all inclusive. And as long as it's working, it's working. So thanks for sharing what, what you're using. I'm curious what, you know, we, we learn in the literature, Bill told us in his, his story, and, and it just shows up everywhere that in order to keep the recovered state, that we need to give it away. So how are you doing that in your recovery today? Yeah, that's, that's like super important. I try to call up newcomers. I'm not sponsoring anyone right now. I have sponsored uh, guys in the past and, you know, trying to reach out. A lot of what I do is just like on a daily basis, just look for the right, the next right thing. And, and sometimes it's something big, like picking someone up from a hospital or giving a ride to somebody. It's so funny because I used to complain before uh, the COVID times. I had a Monday and I would take this guy, I'd pick this guy up every day from his house and drive him to a meeting. And then we'd go to Silver Diner and afterwards. And it's like, I'm like, why do I have to drive this guy around so much, man? Get a car, get a car. And that's, I miss it so much. I miss being able to pick this dude up on a Monday, hit up a couple meetings and go to Silver Diner and talk about this, um, this amazing program. But I, I think that I, I try to do it very micro, like just be friendly and kind to people, just trying to brighten people's day. And uh, I remember a few months ago, it was just, just on a holiday. Somebody just gave me a free cup of coffee. This guy that I've been talking to for a few months, just, just like, Hey man, you know, Merry Christmas, or maybe it was Thanksgiving, you know, just enjoy your holiday and just great. Give me a free cup of coffee. And like, that's a gift of the program, the ability to get outside of Josh's brain and, and to open up and to talk to other people and, and care about other people. You know, it's not as dramatic as 12 step in somebody, but it's still kindness and it's still love. And it's still really important to, to, to my program and, and how I work this program. It's just, I love that. I, I'm more interested in other people now that I'm sober. And it's just, it's, it's endlessly fun. That's one of the promises, right? Thinking about others. Yeah. It truly is a gift and it could be a cup of coffee, but you know, sobriety is a gift that we get from, from God and the, the daily reflection takes us in, in that direction. And it talks about 
the gift back to God. And uh, tell me a little bit about your conception of a higher power. Was that a struggle for you? Do you feel like you, you've identified your higher power to any degree? Yeah, I was. I mean, I vacillated between atheist and agnostic. And sometimes I had belief. I usually would have belief when life was going really bad. And I would, you know, say those foxhole prayers when a parent was sick or, or you know, I needed to get through an exam at college, like, please, God, help me, please, you know, I'll do whatever. And, um, you know, I wasn't bringing God into my life when there were good times, and I wasn't being grateful. And, uh, yeah, my my sponsor, I got a sponsor a few weeks in, and he was just like, I want you to pray tonight on your knees. If you're able to stay sober, you know, from this meeting forth to, to you go to bed, I want you to hit your knees, and I want you to pray and and thank God for keeping you sober. Thank your higher power for keeping you sober. And I just thought that was the craziest thing ever. Like, (laughs) like hitting my knees, it it just, just praying. And I was like, what, what are we doing? But you know, the pain was so great for me at that time. The willingness was so high. And and I remember I did that that night. I, it was, you know, hardwood floor and I got on my knees and and I said, no, thanks, higher power, whatever, for helping me out today. And just, you know, I just cracked the door on that relationship and just slowly cracked it more and more. And, and, and I have a pretty strong faith now in a conception of, of what I believe is a higher power, what I believe God is to me. And I don't try to press that on anyone, but it, it's, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a relationship that was built by taking action. And, and, and I didn't have a ton of faith, like I said, but I, I was willing to just take the action and see what happened. And, and that, that's, that was, uh, that was really incredible for me. I love that. And, you know, you led by telling us that each morning you hit your knees. So you started out just following an instruction and now you're doing it of your own volition. That's pretty cool. So tell us what, can you, for the listeners out there that are um, maybe newcomers and, you know, they do are, are battling that concept of, of, you know, quote unquote God, what would you say to them? What advice would you give? I would just say, just start, start small, you know, start slowly. Uh, I think it's really important that you have a conception of a higher power if you're going to stay sober long term and be happy long term. So just start with whatever, you know, you think it is like it just could be love, you know, the potential of the universe, whatever. And just take the action, say the prayers, uh, fake it till you make it. You know, this is about gradually having that relationship increase and to a point where you're listening to this higher power. Like I I pray and I I try to get feedback and I, I make decisions based upon the feedback that I think God wants me to do. I just start small and, and it's okay to be have doubt. Like sometimes I don't feel connected. Sometimes I hit my knees and, and I pray and I, I ask for help and I and I ask to be of service and, and do all these things and I don't feel anything. And that's okay. I just get up and I do the next thing. You know, faith is gonna wane. You, your belief is gonna wane sometimes. There's so much crazy material out there and, and times are rough, but it's like, it's a relationship. Just just take the action and, and see what happens. I'm just curious for you, for you Josh, um, when you say that you ask God for things and then you hear God's message back, what does that 
sound like? I mean, do you hear a voice in your head? For me, it's it's more like a thought that I might not have come up with on my own. I may be in a tricky situation or a difficult situation, and I would pray about it, and something would come up. So it's not an actual audible voice in my head, but also times like I may just run into somebody and they may say something to me that is exactly what I need to hear. Maybe a friend, and maybe a family member, maybe someone in recovery, and it's just like, oh, okay, so that's what God wants me to do here. I need to go this way. I need to go that way. And like, doesn't matter what way I go, I'm going to be okay. But, you know, I have that open heart and that open mind and, and it's, it's definitely okay to, to, to have that faith wane sometimes, but just stick with it, stick with it. Yeah, that's good. It's a message people need to hear. It's okay to be exactly where you're at. So you're recovered and I love that you use that word. Can you talk a little bit about the promises that you're experiencing in your life? How has your life changed since you've, you've found sobriety? Wow. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the promises are amazing. Like that ability to, to be neutral around alcohol. You know, I, I remember I used to fear going to the grocery store cause I might go down the beer aisle and, and buy some beer. And that fear has left me. I, I have control now and it's been given to me. Um, you know, I've had <laughs> lots of materialistic kind of, kind of things happen. You know, I lost 70 pounds and have more money in the bank account and dated some incredible girls that have friends, new friends and new family. And, but, but like, I just have so much more love in my life. You know, I have that ease and comfort when I was drinking I never was in ease and comfort. I could be at a bar with 10 beers in me and I just was uncomfortable. I was just concentrating on the next one. I can walk around in my own skin today and just be happy and comfortable And you can't put a price tag on that. Like that's what people who are not sober may not understand. It's like you you feel better. You feel comfortable in your own skin. You feel happy. Like I have a primary purpose. My primary purpose, stay sober, help out the next alcoholic, take a breath. (laughs) You know, sometimes it's just that simple. It's just that simple. And that's beautiful. I need that simplicity. And life is is more enjoyable now, and it's just it, it, the, that spiritual transformation. It's hard to describe, but once you get that ease and comfort back in your living, in your daily living, life is is easier. You know, life is a lot easier for me now. I would agree with that. As we begin to wrap up this episode, um, you've a couple of times you've used the the terminology "I have recovered." as opposed to recovering. And I know the book tells us, I think in the foreword even, that we have recovered from a seeming hopeless state of mind and body. And do you want to explain to the newcomer listener why we say recovered rather than recovering? Yeah, I, I think there's a, there's a couple of reasons. One, I always want to inspire hope. Uh, a lot of people look at alcoholism as this horrible disease, and it is a horrible disease. It's a dumb disease. It kills a lot of people you know hurts a lot of people but you've recovered when you've accepted a power outside of yourself you've had a spiritual experience and the desire to drink leaves you i work at a restaurant i'm around alcohol all the time (laughs) this is you know there's alcohol in my household right now i'm not scared i have recovered from that but i still have to do the work every day 
I still have to be as loving as possible. I still have to be helpful to other people, helpful to other alcoholics. I still have to practice these principles in my day-to-day living and I can stay recovered. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a great place to be. And, you know, to, to kind of close it out a little bit, we like to scare the newcomer. We like to say this is a progressive fatal illness. We like to say your liver is going to explode. You know, you're going to lose your job. You're going to be homeless. But I would also say that recovery can be fun. You know, recovery can be amazing. It, it, it's so much easier to live without the monkey on your back and, and to be calm and loving. You know, I have amazing friends, amazing relationships. I care about people now. I have a, a sense of ease and comfort that I live with on a day-to-day basis. We talked about the weight loss and the health and, and, and everything else. That's all great. But like, I know where I'm supposed to be right now is the right place for me to be. And I never felt that way when I was drinking. I always thought I should be somewhere else. I know now where I'm supposed to be. That is an indescribable, wonderful feeling. And if you're one of us, I hope you get to experience that feeling. I really, really hope that you get to experience that feeling. Well, Josh, is there anything else you'd like to tell the audience before we wrap? I think I think I summed it up. Um, get excited about it. You know, when you're first in here, get in here, feed yourself, <laughs> feed yourself, AA. feed yourself recovery. You know, I, when I first got here, it was like I would drive to work, listen to a speaker, go to a meeting, grab coffee, go to the gym, call somebody else, drive home from work, listen to another speaker, because I knew that this was an insurance policy for the rest of my life. I didn't have to do that always, but in the beginning, why not? Feed yourself a little bit more. Hey, hey you know, you, what's, what's, what's the harm going to be? You know, what's the harm going to be? Get excited about it. Have fun with it. And, and man, life can, uh, <laughs> life can get really good really quick. Well, Josh, I want to thank you so much for sharing your experience, strength, and hope. This has been a great conversation. Appreciate it. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really do love what you're doing here. And I hope that, you know, something I may have said, even though I'm a little crazy and a little excited and nervous and everything, maybe something I said can, can help out somebody else down the line. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here for you guys, whatever you need from me. Thank you, Josh. I, I know for sure you helped Mike and I today because we were talking about it in our chat. And I know you've probably helped a lot of people out there. So thank you so much for showing up and, and uh, being of service today. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks so much to Josh for stopping by. Thanks to you, the listeners, for your support. If you want to join us online, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash Daily Reflection Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Reflector. You can read about recovery on our blog at blog.dailyreflectionpodcast.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.